Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor. What's Anchor, you ask? Well, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. If you have a couple of seconds, just let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. Who doesn't like free? I know that I like free. I love free. It's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? And Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on all streaming platforms such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts and just so many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. How awesome is that? Who doesn't like doulas? Because I know that I do. And it's just pretty much everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Who doesn't like a one-stop shop? I know that I do. So to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and enjoy. Welcome to Diary of a Chocolate Girl podcast. If you're returning, I'm happy to have you back. If this is your first time tuning in and joining us, welcome. I hope that you find something that's encouraging, motivating, or something that can bless you today from this topic, and you'll be eager to join us for more. Um, truly excited again to sit here and talk to you guys on this platform, and I'm always excited to have different topics and different guests to come and share their stories and experiences Um, And hopefully some way you can take something away from it. Um, For today's episode, it's going to be a little bit of a tough subject to speak on with our guests that we have here today. Um, It's something that we all are going to go through if we haven't gone through it as of yet in life. Um, I think it's a great topic to touch base on. just this experience and having her join us today and share her story and what she went through and how she navigated through it and is still navigating through this topic. Um, in some way, it's just motivating and encouraging to someone that can relate to it. But before I introduce this special guest, I've actually mentioned her on a couple of episodes. I always like my BSD, my BSD. Um, and I know you guys like, she be talking about this Bessie, but she ain't been on the platform. Do she really have friends? I do. Don't come for me. Um, but just a quick story. We have been bestest of friends going on 18 years now. And we met in the seventh grade. I don't think I even ever told her this story before. Um, We met in the seventh grade. I had just started going to Roland Grice Middle School. Jesus. And um, our classrooms were right next to each other. So when I met her, she was just a genuinely nice person. Um, She was just kind. And I connect with people through humor that's my thing it's usually dry sarcasm some people will get offended but that's just who I am and we just instantly connected um and I remember when I met her she had another particular friend who I didn't have an issue with I just didn't like the way that this friend would talk to her so I remember in seventh grade going home and talking to my big sister and I was like man I don't have a best friend everybody has a best friend but me and my sister was like well I don't have a best friend either and I'm like well yeah you do you have a twin so you already had like a built-in best friend like I don't have a best friend and I was like well it's this girl at school and she's really nice to me but I don't like the way her friends talk to her and she's like well if you want her to be your best friend just say a prayer and ask God to make her your best friend if you don't like the way she's being treated and God will work it out so I remember going to bed that night and I'm laying in bed and I said my prayer asking God for this girl to be my best friend because I didn't like the people that she was friends with and how they were treating her. And I said that prayer when I was about 12 or 13 years old. And here we are 18 years later. She is truly one of the 
bestest friends I could ever have asked for that I literally prayed for. Um, she's been with me during some of my darkest times. She's one that I literally talk to every single day. If we don't talk, we know something's wrong. Um, but just been there with me through everything as well as I've been there for her and vice versa and someone that I could not have asked and prayed for a better best friend. So without further ado, Bestie, where you at, girl? I'm right here, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going. It's going. Welcome to Die of a Chocolate Girl podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I know they've heard me talk about you numerous times. They probably think I had an imaginary best friend, so we had to bring you on the platform. Well, I'm real. I'm real, y'all. She's I'm real. here in the flesh. Line, guys. She's real. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to take the time to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Janae Gerald. Um, I'm 29 years old. I live in the wonderful city of Greensboro, North Carolina. If y'all have ever been here, you know, yes, it's down the street. Yes, down the street from my bestie now, about 15, 20 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a full-time grad student at Central. Oh, my goodness, y'all, please send your positive vibes and prayers my way. Um <laughs> <laughs> I recently got married to the love of my life, Robert Gerald. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and my bestie was right there with me every I step sure of the was. way. I was right there crying. <laughs> um, Robert and I are partners in life and in business. Um, we have a couple of businesses together and I love it. Um, I've always had a passion for helping others and brightening people's day. And like Bessie has already hit on, uh, the lovely lady behind Diary of a Chocolate Girl is my bestie. We've been friends since seventh grade. I never heard that story. So I was just sitting here <laughs> listening, like, where in the world has this story been? Why have not heard this? But um, I love it. I love her. The fact that she's launching this podcast and um, I'm loving everything about it. And I definitely want it to be a part. I've been listening as she talked about me. So I was like, okay, I got to get on an episode I'll be on some more. We're going to work this out. Hopefully, y'all hear from me more in the future. Yes, sis. This is going to be the last time. Thank you for joining me once again. You're welcome, girl. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, today I brought Bestie on the platform to speak on the topic of loss of a parent. Um, I mentioned in the intro about this being a topic that may be one of those tough and emotional topics um, that we will cover on this platform um Janae is going to tell us about her story of her experience in the loss of a parent and what she went through um so I hope that in any way that you have dealt with this or you're currently dealing with this I hope that her being transparent with you guys and sharing her story and her experience that it will help you navigate through this I know it's not something that I can say will be easy or is easy because I personally haven't experienced this um So my words, I felt, wouldn't have been as meaningful as someone who's close and dear to me who can tell you her story and her truths. And hopefully that what she shares with us today is something that will be meaningful and bless you guys. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump into the topic right away. Um, My first question for you, Bestie, is at what age did you lose your parent? And what were you doing in that moment of being informed? Well, um, before I dive into the question, I want to let everyone know that a lot of um, these responses are first time, you know, talking about these things openly out loud and 
and putting them into sentences. So just bear with me and just, you know, go along with us as we work through this. I may get a little emotional and that's natural, it's normal. We'll talk about some of that as well. But um, to go back to your question, my mother passed away in July of 2004. Um, at that time, she had various types of cancer over the years. Um, mm -hmm. I remember my brother, my sister and I had went to, had taken my brother to his orientation for college. And when we got back, we pulled up to my sister's house and there was a crowd of like family and friends outside. We didn't really understand why. So we got out of the car and went inside and um, it was kind of like a, a meeting. So my dad informed us that they had moved my mom to hospice and being 14 years old at the time, I did not have a good understanding of what hospice was. Mm -hmm. um, after that meeting, we went to hospice and it's like the most calm, relaxing, uh, peaceful place that you could ever be. Um, and if you don't know, hospice is a place you go, a person goes to, to basically pass away. You know, when you, when you go or when somebody goes to hospice, they usually have about two weeks left of life. Um, but when something interesting, I found this when I got there, I went inside and my mom wasn't moving much. She wasn't talking much, but I noticed that they had a book and it had the signs that lead up to somebody passing. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, no, they, they can't possibly know what happens, you know, step by step, what happens when somebody's getting ready to die. But mm -hmm. I read that book. Um, I read that book and slowly these things happen, you know, like her nails would change colors. Um, her nails would become dark colored or black. Um, and one thing that hit me really hard is that one of the last couple of signs is that she'll start reaching or talking to people that have been dead for years. And um, I just remember that day looking up and she was reaching out and talking to her mom and her mom passed when she was a teenager. Um, wow. She, so that really hit hard for me because I was like, oh my gosh, like everything in this book is happening. And I remember not wanting to leave her that day. And um, the next day we got a phone call about 7.30 that morning and it was from the nurse. And she basically said, if you want to get here, if you want to see her, if you want to see her one last time, you know, you need to get here as soon as possible. And we jumped mm -hmm. in the car. I remember going there and going in to see her, you know, saying my goodbyes, my see you laters and stepping outside. And that was the last time I saw her. And at that moment, you know, life took a huge shift. You know, mm -hmm. I can imagine. Wow. I never heard that part of the story either. So this is the first for me, too. Um, so when you found out what hospice was um, at that point, would you say it was expected? I mean, it's not something that you would ever look forward to. But was it something that you kind of accepted as it was happening or wasn't something until after it happened that it hit you that it was unexpected? Um. Being that I was so young, it all, everything was just unexpected. Um, I can say that maybe a month or two before my dad did sit us down and tell us the doctors had informed him that the next time she goes into the hospital that she may not come out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like you hear people say things and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that could happen. 
but it doesn't really hit you until, like you said, going to hospice and it's like, oh, this is where people go when this is about to happen and reading the book and whatnot. So it was unexpected and expected, but still a lot for me to grasp at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. She had been sick off and on for years. Um, and she worked at the hospital. So a lot of times after she got off work at the hospital, she would go for her chemotherapy sessions. So mm-hmm. I would I would be with her after school. And I just remember spending many afternoons sitting in the waiting room, sitting back there with her doing homework, you know, late into the afternoon. So that I remember that often. Um, mm-hmm. And it was one day my father had told my brother and I to go to go shopping. You know, he just told us to go out to the mall, spend some time out and about. And I couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't real I couldn't understand why he was so adamant about us leaving. Well, he told us that my mom was getting a hospital bed. And so mm-hmm. I didn't think nothing of it that day. But um, later on, we found out that my mom was actually planning her funeral and during that time and didn't want us, you know, in the house. And uh-huh. she literally planned every part of her funeral down to the colors that she would wear, who would do her hair, who would carry her body out of the church. And I can only imagine what place you have to be in your mind, like that place of peace. To know yeah. that, like, you're about to leave this earth, you're about to leave your children, leave your family, your husband, but you're at peace with it. Yeah. So I just look at, I used to look at her like, and I still look up to her, you know, spiritually, um, as like this wonderful woman who is just at peace with life. And I can only imagine to be at that level of peace when I leave this earth. Wow, I can't imagine either. Just something that has to be some type of connection. And I feel like you would have to make your peace with God and mm-hmm. putting your trust in Him ultimately is the only connection that I can make of ever having that much peace. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy thing, but just thinking of that, I can't even fathom. Yeah, like I, when I try to think about like planning my funeral, I'm like, what like you know it's 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 something that you don't think about having to accept but you know it's going to happen but it's like just be able to sit down and plan something that could happen in a month it's like do I do I go spend all my money on a trip or do I go shopping you know you start thinking about those things but at the end of the day none of that really matters yeah that's right that's true you know so I just I just think about that level of peace and acceptance in life and the fact that she was able to write that out knowing that she was about to leave lets me know she knew that I was going to be okay and that helps me get through it. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So how did you handle, how did the loss of a parent affect you initially when you first heard that news and how did that shift your world? Well, um, being 14, I was just getting ready to start high school. So that was literally a life shift, life change. Um, You know, getting ready to start high school, a big part of a girl's life, you know, life is happening. A lot of questions are going to come about. So it definitely, um, it definitely was a big shift. Um, I remember 
those days in between when she passed in the funeral, it was just a lot of people. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced a funeral or that time in between when a person passes in a funeral, it's just a lot of people in and out the house, a lot of people calling, a lot of people checking on you. And, you know, it doesn't really hit until after the funeral and the dust settles and everybody's gone. Mm-hmm. And, but during that time and seeing how many people, how many lives she touched, and we ended up having to move the funeral to one of the biggest churches in Wilmington because she touched so many people. I remember when the doors opened, it were it was people sitting, standing, just, just, I just felt the love in the church. So that helped during that time. But um, like I said, after the dust settled afterwards, um, it does hit differently. You know, thinking mm-hmm. about questions that come about in a girl's mind in high school, um, prom and different things like that. And wanting to have a mother to ask questions to, you know, every step of the way. Um, so luckily, I was able to have some people, some earthly mothers, as I call them, church family, family friends aunties you know to reach out to and became a very important part of my life during that time and it was important for me to have those people to be able to reach out to them um, and get that guidance and get that help that I needed yeah that's definitely important I definitely believe that it helps to have those people that you can go to in those times and you know if you have questions or just someone there to have a listening ear Mm -hmm. um I do actually remember when me and my mom did a 10-year mom's funeral, and I remember, can't remember if it was before or was it after, I think you were sitting in the limo, it was you, your brother, and I think your dad was either getting in or getting out, and I remember waving at you, and even me, I know it was our summer going into high school, even I didn't grasp the concept of what was going on, I had attended funerals before from other family members but like you said you don't really realize and it doesn't really hit home until I saw how it affected you and I saw that you didn't look happy that day and my mom of course being adults they knew what was going on and things that were happening but you said again as us being children it's not something that really hits home until I kind of probably didn't see you again after that until I want to say we probably started ninth grade um Mm -hmm when I saw you that first day of school in ninth grade, we were all excited, but still in the back of my mind, I knew that you had lost a parent and I knew that things were different for you. And I was kind of relearning you to approach of making sure I'm not saying certain things without thinking and making sure I'm not in a sense hitting those points where it would make you upset. So um, it slowly became a reality as well that I had a friend where I want it to be nurturing and help you as much as possible to not help your mind resort back to that, of course. And like I said before, my way of connecting with people is through humor. So my job is if I can just keep her happy and keep her laughing, you know, I feel like that's me being a a good friend at the time. But like you said, it's not really something that you grasp until, like you said, the dust settles and you kind of start living through that. Um, So my next question after saying that is, um, how does it still affect you to this day, losing your mom? Well, um, this year would make 16 years since she's passed. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't help but to look back on those like 
those prom days or graduation days or shoot, even when I got married and, and just think about how life would be different if she was here, you know, mm -hmm. just wanting her to be a part of that, wanting her to meet Robert, wanting her to see me graduate, see me rock across stage. Um, all of those days, I think back on it and just wonder how it'd be different. Um, to this day, um, I've realized and it, it's hit me in the past couple months that, you know, she's, she's been gone longer than I was able to know her. Wow. I was able, she was in my life for 14 years, but this year will be 16. So that's been kind of something hard for me to accept lately. Mm -hmm. But um, Mother's Day and her birthday and, you know, the day she passed, it all hit a little different. Um, I found ways to cope with those days and get through those days. But still to this day, I have my moments, as y'all can tell. Yeah, <laughs> and cool. um, I don't have them as much as I used to when I was younger. But, I mean, it's natural and it's a part of life. But... I still miss her tremendously. Um, I don't ask. I don't ask why anymore. I just pray for peace because everything well, is a part of God's plan. I never want to. I don't want to question God's plan, but it's a natural reaction to question like, why would God take her away from me? Why is this happening? Why, why, why? But we have mm -hmm. to learn to accept God's plan and know that if he brought us to it, he'll bring us through it. And to just pray for peace and acceptance of your situation. Nice. I like that. Um, I know you had mentioned previously about support systems and having those people um, that you go to. Um, are there any other ways that you cope with your loss today? Um, well, first off, shout out to the support system. My support yeah. system is literally the bomb. Um <laughs> First off and foremost, if it wasn't for God and the power of praying, praying family and a support system that prays for me, prays with me, I really don't know what I would do. So um, that's the first thing. And um, my support system, including my bestie, including Robert and all of my friends and family over the years, have always been there for me, have always been a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. Um, just always been there. I've always prayed a lot. Journaling has definitely helped me through. I've she put me on, y'all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I was younger, I used to journal a lot, like go through journals, like just writing. Sometimes I would address them to God. Sometimes I would address them to my mom. I even came up with like a fake address. It was like seven 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 Godly Way or Heavenly Way or something like that. But I would just address them to God. And I mean, I still have these journals, but just knowing that I can write it out, I can write out how I feel, get it off my chest, it, it helped. Um, at one point, I did go to counseling when I was younger, which I supported counseling. I'm all in for it. Um, mm -hmm. I did do a little bit of counseling. And one thing that they mentioned and they, they were really strong about was to write. So... I did that a lot and it really helped still to this day. I write. Um, my dad is a big help. I can call him, vent to him, talk. Uh, my brother and my sister definitely. Um, of course, Robert, my husband, plays a big role with helping me cope. Sometimes that 
sometimes he probably doesn't realize how much he actually does help me, but he does help me a lot. His family accepted me like I was their own. Um, mm -hmm. So, and definitely on Mother's Day, since I am a bonus mom now, woo -woo. Yeah. <laughs> on Mother's Day, uh, my bonus kiddo is what I call her. My bonus kiddo makes me Mother's Day gifts and Robert always gets me a Mother's Day gift and I get Mother's Day texts throughout the day. So that definitely has helped brighten my spirits on that day. And Robert and I, on her birth, on my mom's birthday, we go out to eat every year. So we make this day, make her day a celebration. Nice, I like that. Um, but at the end of the day, just being able to talk, just being able to talk about old memories, I can pick up the phone and call anybody in my support system, my circle, and just talk. You know, talk about her memories. I'm just now getting to a point where I can say, my mom and I used to do X, Y, and Z, or my mom used to say, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I can talk about it now. I can put that in the atmosphere and that positivity. Before I used to think when people said, oh, my mom this, my mom that, that I couldn't speak on it. Mm -hmm. But I had to realize that I can because I did have her for 14 years of my life. So I do yeah. have memories and I want to keep those memories alive, whether that's um, through speaking it, through writing it, you know, some type of way I want to do that. So nice. Yeah, and shout out to Robert. He he's the husband. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry y'all. I'm talking to y'all like I like y'all know me. Look, Robert is the hubby. Okay, he's my honey lump. Okay, all of that. Robert is the husband. Okay, the bonus kiddo is Zara. Shout out to her. Uh, who else have I been talking to? Like talking about Lord, I just been talking. It's okay, sis. It's okay. But I want to just give a shout out to Robert because he is not a better partner that God could have paired with my best friend. Um, I'm really, really cool with Robert as well. And I just love the way that they support and encourage one another. Um, and especially how he challenges her. Um, I know she spoke on her journals and how that helped her out through her process, mm -hmm. um, which she inspired me to start journaling. Um, and also when Robert co-signed on, I'm like, here he goes. <laughs> <laughs> but um I remember you were telling me about journaling years prior and then I was speaking to him and we were talking about business plans and he was like well the first step of manifestation is write it down and once you write it down wow that's your first step of putting that idea or that business or whatever your thought is in the atmosphere and it's funny because I started this podcast last year and I had wrote it down and I was like man, I ain't never come around to doing this. Like, it's just a thought. But I wrote it down. I'm like, I'm gonna write it down just in case because they said if I write it down, that's what first step of manifesting that. And I wrote it down and here we are today using this platform. So Yay. I definitely, definitely support journaling, writing those things down before you um, put them in the atmosphere. And that's your first step, I believe, in bringing those things into fruition. So mm -hmm. shout out to you and Robert for that. You guys definitely <laughs> inspired me on that um, tip. See how your support system come full circle? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How it do? Yes. Oh, it is intentional. Yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, with you coping with your loss and your support system, which you said has helped you tremendously, which I love, um, how has this whole experience changed you as an individual? Um, well, I don't take life for granted. Um, I know that's 
a vague statement and I know that people say it all the time, but really just living life for that day and appreciating the people that you have in your life. Um, knowing that literally in less than hours or minutes, you know, somebody can be gone and mm -hmm. your whole life shift. So yeah. just making sure that I appreciate the people in my life, I show them, I tell them, um, I try to keep in contact with a lot of people, especially people in my circle. And to go back to that, I've realized as I got older that a lot of people in my circle here in Greensboro also lost a parent. So wow. it's crazy how things work out and how, you know, as we become adults, our circle, we look around and I have a lot of things in common with the people around me. So days like Mother's Day, we can all connect on those days and say, hey, girl, how you feeling? Or, hey, sis, you know, just check on each other and check in because we know how that how these days are, you know. But um, but like I said before, praying for peace um, has definitely helped in this situation. And um, this is it can be frustrating. It will be frustrating, uh, but I've learned to, over the time, just accept things for what they are, appreciate the people that are in your life, live in the moment, enjoy the moment. Um, and if you have lost a parent, just know that you always have a personal guardian angel that is always with you, that you can literally talk to at any point that you can, you don't have to go to the cemetery. Some people love going to the cemetery and I support mm -hmm. it. You know, if that's what you like to do, go out there and sit there and talk and get it all out. But just know that you can, you can talk to them. They're your personal guardian angel. And that's something that I had to accept um, as the years went on. So, and I watched my mom experience her sickness for years, but yet she always had a smile on her face and she touched so many lives. I can just, only hope to do the same as I get older and um, experience adulthood. Nice. Well, since you already do, because I just sometimes see you talking to any and everybody, I'm like, why she just <laughs> so spirited to talk to everybody? I do not want to say hey to everybody, and I don't want to talk sometimes. <laughs> we, we be out and about, and I just like to talk to people. I just like to get to know people. You just never know what people are thinking and where they came from and their background. I just like to get to know. I had talked to the Statue of Liberty guy one time at the corner. His name was Chris. You remember that? No, ma'am, I do not. I don't know if I told you about that one. I don't know. But he was a nice, he was a nice guy, you know. But I like to talk to people. I'm yes, she does. I'll stop talking. We're complete opposites in that. <laughs> we are. We are complete opposites. Like, you don't know, sis. I don't know who that is. Do you, no, I don't care to meet them. <laughs> I'm like, no, but you really got to. And she's like, but I'm, I'm good. And I can't understand why she don't want to talk to these people. I'm just a homebody. That's just how I am. I keep the circle small and tight. I want just to think you like, but she's just not friendly at all. I am friendly, guys. I just keep a wall up sometimes, and I'm working on it. God, God ain't done with me yet. I'm working. She's friendly. She's friendly. I just do most I'm of the talking for us when we be out. She's just very, very outgoing. We'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> very outgoing. Um, but I want to roll back a minute when you were speaking on. Um, how the experience changed you and you mentioned about it would be frustrating at times and 
I like that you said that because you don't really hear a lot of people admit that and say, well, I've lost someone and it frustrated me or it made me angry or I was confused or I wasn't initially sad. So I like that you pinpointed that, that sometimes it will be frustrating because you typically don't hear a lot of people admit their true emotions behind the process of losing someone and coming to terms and coping with it. And I like that you were transparent with saying that you're going to go through an array of emotions, um, Mm -hmm. which I think is important if anyone's out there going through this situation or have experienced it. um, I hope it's a great insight to let them know that it's okay to feel those feelings that you're feeling like handling the situation and coping that it doesn't make it wrong to feel those things. It doesn't make it wrong to have, emotions that others wouldn't expect you to have so I just wanted to point that out and let people know that that's okay to Mm -hmm. feel how you feel like that's fine it's not taboo to be angry or it's not taboo to be disappointed like it's natural to be human to have emotions so I like that you pinpointed that out just wanted to say that so yeah So my last and final question, Bestie, would be what advice would you give someone dealing with the loss of a parent or a loved one currently? Um, Well, to be completely truthful and transparent, um, it's going to be hard. And it may continue to be hard. Like I said, I'm on years this year, be year 16, and it's still hard. I know in that moment, people are like, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to, you know, things are going to work out and you'll be fine in a couple of years, you know. And I around year 10 is when I was beating myself up. I was like, why, why am I not over? Not, not over, but why am I not accepting this yet? Like, why am I still crying? Why am I still upset? But I had to realize, like, it's okay. Um, like you said, you're going to get, like we just talked about, you're going to get frustrated Um, you're going to question God, you're going to get frustrated with God, but you got to understand it's part of the plan. Um, And it's going to be hard, but like I mentioned before, counseling definitely helps. Uh, I am a strong supporter and advocate for counseling. Uh, I know sometimes in different cultures and communities, counseling can be looked down upon. You can be labeled if you go to counseling, but Push all of that aside. And if you need to go, go. You don't have to tell everybody. You ain't got posted on Facebook. You just do what you have to do to better you um, and to help you get through those moments. I know talking about old memories and putting that into the air, that has definitely helped. That's I would give that advice to anybody. Um, you know, take your time, though. Like, if you're not ready to talk just yet, it's okay. It's a part of the process. Grieving is a process. Um, mm-hmm. days like Mother's Day or the, that person's birthday or the day that they pass, you know, those days will be rough and it's okay. Um, at the end of the day, just telling yourself and accepting that it's okay. It's okay to step to the side or go to the bathroom and just let it all out. It is okay to cry. You will literally make yourself sick holding that inside. Like, I just, I really, if I can't stress anything enough, it's okay to let your emotions out. It's okay to be you, to speak your truth, to tell your story. If you're a talker, talk. If you're a writer, write. If you like going to the cemetery, jump in the car and go. But you've got to find your way of an outlet. Um, I'm at a place now where I want to help others, you know, get through these days because you need somebody, but you need somebody that 
that can feel you on that level and can meet you there and that understands and push back, you know, when it's like, okay, that's, I don't need to talk to them right now. I just need to let them have their moment. Somebody that understands, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I want to do. I want to reach out to those people and help those people through these days because it's not easy. And I can't, I'm not going to tell you that, oh, in 10 or 20 years, it'll be easy. I can't tell you that. I can't honestly tell you that. So, but everybody has a different story. And in due time, whether it's blogging, a Facebook post, a letter to a friend, but tell your story. It will definitely help somebody. It will touch somebody. Um, God allowed us to have these life experiences for a reason. So at the end of the day, like share your story, share your truth, get it off your chest. And you never know who it might help. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree. Um, Again, um, we hope that this topic helps someone out there who's dealing with it or have gone through the loss of a parent. Um, And I hope you took something away from Janae sharing her story with us today and her emotions and her thoughts and experiences and how it changed her and how she coped and went through the process. And I just hope that it some way encourages you. Um, Again, like I said in the beginning, I know it's not an easy topic Mm -hmm. to go over. It's always going to be something that's going to tug at those strings in your heart. Um, And it's going to pull those emotions down at best. Um, But again, I just want to thank you, Bestie, for coming on here. And like you said, sharing your story to help someone. That's what this platform is all about. People using their experiences and life experience to help the next. Um, And I just want to thank you for being able to talk about this topic, transparent, tell your truths and your emotions and be honest with us. Um, It really, really, truly means a lot to me. I know it's, um, like you said, it's your first time speaking on these things openly and I just think that it's going to bless someone in some way and it may even bless you yourself um I think that talking things out sometimes can be very therapeutic Mm -hmm. um like she said whether your niche is writing Mm -hmm. talking whatever it may be whatever your niche is to help you get through things find it that sense of comfort that helps you Mm -hmm. be better um so thank you for sharing that um you are so very welcome. I enjoyed it. And, you know, asking these questions, it, it helped me. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here able to tell my story and, you know, tell my different experiences in life. And I'm sitting over here. Y'all, it's okay to cry because I got my pile of tissues over here. Every time I get quiet, just know I'm trying to hold it together. <laughs> but, let it out. Let it out. But I really in, uh, enjoyed it. I, you know, if anybody listening ever wants to talk, I'm, I'm Janae Nicole on Facebook. Send me a message. Add me as a friend. I got a whole bunch of friends and stuff on there nowadays. So just add me. We can go get some ice cream together and we could just talk. <laughs> well, I really do like to talk to people and get to know. And even if, if talking, you know, I'm a bit, I'm much of a talker. So we can just communicate through Messenger if that's okay. If that's what you want. That's fine too. But, um, but yeah, I hope that this does touch somebody and reach somebody in their time of need or you know whether it's not maybe not right now or years to come but I'm so happy to be a part of Diary of a Chocolate Girl and y'all will be hearing from me in the future okay I ain't going nowhere let me tell you something I ain't going nowhere she got a key she'll show up if she has I show will she won't let me in the house y'all because of this pandemic but I will Mm -hmm. show up and blow my horn outside the house 
Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, guys, this is my best friend. Ooh, ooh. Truly, truly happy to have her in my life. Um, I know, as the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And she's definitely been solid for me through these past 18 and years. Um, and a lifetime more to go. Yes, yes, yes. So, we truly hope this episode has helped you and touched and inspired you in some way. Um, if this is your first time joining us, I hope that you were able to relate to this message and you love the content that we provided today. Um, if you're interested in learning more about Diary of a Chocolate Girl, you can follow us on Facebook mm -hmm. and Instagram mm -hmm. at Diary of a Chocolate Girl. Um, also, we are on all streaming platforms, whichever one you're listening to now currently, whether it's Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple iTunes. Um, you can definitely come back for more contact and go back to the previous content as well and take a listen mm -hmm. and share with a friend. Um, I think this is a great episode that you can share to someone that's going through this or have experiences and hopefully can encourage them and they'll pass it along to the next person and be like oh let me go add six she told me to go add her on facebook she'd like go to talk ahead. so i'm gonna go send her mm -hmm. a message <laughs> she's definitely gonna be waiting like she really is gonna be. be waiting guys I will be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again guys i hope you guys have a great rest of your week be safe out here in these mm -hmm. streets with this covid running rampant make wise decisions guys use your common sense but most importantly please stay prayed up during this time and protect yourself and your loved ones i cannot stress that enough um so we love you we love are over and out see you next time bye <laughs>